This is Daily Politics. Here we look into the ins and outs of everything Kenyan politics. We pull no punches and have no reasons to sugarcoat anything that matters to Kenyan politics. My name is Rosalina Obala, political editor at NTV. And today, my colleague Oliver Madenge is not with us, but we have a special guest in this edition. Hi, my name is Patrick Langat, the political editor of Daily Nation. And? As usual, the old geezer himself, Gushundongo, uh, <laughs> editor of Saturday Nation. <laughs> Thank you so much, gentlemen, for joining us. Uh, we want to start off uh, with this issue of degrees. I think it is something that Kenyans are uh, talking about. And also the law is very clear about it. Maybe what do you think about it? I think, number one, uh, let me first of all say that the, the fact that we're discussing degrees for gubernatorial candidates uh, in, in June uh, 2022, one month or two months to election, shows the kind of impunity we have in the political system. Because, I mean, if these guys knew they were vying for, 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 for governors and they knew that the requirement for vying for governor was a degree, why would they not have a degree by this time? So I think basically is an issue of impunity. And second, yes. is an issue of uh, IBC needs to start clearing, uh, to, to, uh, to needs to make education clearance, a f uh, what I call a first in the line uh, mm -hmm. qualification, such that we're not asking ourselves where this, this guy went to school mm -hmm. uh, in June, one month to election, because no matter what happens, uh, there will be, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, people will cry of political favoritism when the favorite candidate is locked out. Mm -hmm. And for the candidates who still don't have the papers, I mean, surely, Sakaja, surely Samboja, surely Malala, <laughs> you guys knew you were vying for governorship and the requirement is a degree. Not that I'm saying that when you have a degree, you make a better leader. On the contrary, we are led by degree holders who don't, uh, I mean, who lead us to their beast. But if the requirement is to have a degree, Surely, for the guys who are actually hustling about it up now, you had four years to go to school, you had four years to study. I mean, why didn't you? For me, uh, Rosalind and uh, Langard, this reeks of impunity. Impunity, <laughs> impunity, impunity. Uh, let, let me maybe be the devil's advocate in this case on the IBC side. Remember, initially, IBC had set a deadline for everybody to submit their documents. The reason why they had asked all the aspirants to submit their documents was to be able to fact check and do a background check of the documents that all aspirants had uh, with the Chapter 6 institutions. Now, one of those institutions was that of uh, Commission on uh, University education the other one on, was on the quality uh, assurance uh, classification that they needed to know that indeed these people the papers they hold are actually recognized in the country now if you look at the elections law and i think that is section 22 it talks about a requirement for somebody running for the office of governor and that of the president and deputy president and the deputies of the governors to be people who have a degree from a university in kenya or recognized by the various institutions now if we are just shy of two months to the election and we are still having issues of degrees and some of these uh, candidates are not even people who have uh, shown interest for the first time they've been there in 2013 they've been there in 2017 they are now again here in 2022 what does that show about us respecting our institutions and even our constitution maybe lagat you can weigh in on this 
as uh, as gushu says i agree it is an issue of impunity and as a country mm-hmm. if we have somehow agreed that fighting corruption is hard impunity should be the first thing we start fighting by <laughs> saying <laughs> if you don't have if, if the law says you have to be over 21 to yes. run for a certain office, a certain office. Yes. then for god's sake be 21 before you run for it if yes. it says you have a degree yeah. have it have yes. the degree so that as a country if we start allowing people to scat around the law that are very clear in that sense mm-hmm. fighting corruption will be a lot harder and it's a problem that we have right now and then mm-hmm. number two, you mm-hmm. mentioned this chapter 16 institutions yes. including the commission on university education yes it is a commission that has been there for for, for all this time mm-hmm. when these guys expressed interest yes the, the expression of interest started long before mm-hmm. at the nomination stage and that happened i think march to april or there about yes. where were they where were they to say why are you even expressing interest mm. and you don't have a degree it is upon them to block these people even before they get to the nomination stage mm. let alone this time getting clearance mm. for uh, the ballot and, and i'm wondering langat and roslin yes. when you are actually uh vying for a governor's seat yes. do you do you require some clearance either from the commission for higher for university education mm. or from help or from an institution that actually shows that you actually uh went to a university is there such a requirement and were those guys cleared that is the reason why i'm saying that ibc had asked the aspirants to submit their documents early the reason was to counter check with the chapter 6 institutions which include the commission on uh, university education so it meant that whatever documents you submitted they were supposed to counter check are those documents genuine are they from the relevant universities that we recognize or if the institutions which are not in Kenya then do they correspond do we do we recognize them but now to the extent that we have even aspirants who have been clear to run as candidates before now these issues of degree come out and this is not the first time that this issue of degrees has come up we have governors who have served their second term with issues of degree uh, hanging on their heads so you might find that even the people who are now coming up with these issues of degrees is because they watched and so that you can actually survive and penetrate it remember we had the case of the current governor for wajia uh, mahmud who the case actually went up to the supreme court and you saw what the court de- declared that they could not block him the institutions who have done that so in that case even as we fault the politicians for that impunity what about the institutions that we have i, I always wonder rangat ukiutisha kazi hapa nation can you really go to can you go to all these lands to prove you have a degree so that what matters i mean so i mean so why can't this guys just do that that, <laughs> that is the whole point and it, it and it goes back to the institutions i don't think they can escape it yes the commission on university education the kenya national qualifications authority yes they have a job that we have given them in the kenyan constitution yes. to say please verify that gushu has a degree or roslin has a degree yes. if it was upon them so that it, it should not be upon candidates saying look at the paper i'm waving i have a degree it is them to say the paper they have is not <laughs> you, genuine or it know, is like arati's case i'm baffled with uh, some of our leaders who actually you hear because if you wake up today and ask me which school did you go to i should be able to tell you this is a school i went to and these are my classes and i cannot forget the year i went to school i cannot forget my classmates or Now, your graduation or, or my graduation <laughs> is that, Now, is that 
if I deal. went to I, I went to a university where I graduated and even if you wake me up in the middle of the night and you ask me who was your director of department I'm sure there is a day I had some issues somewhere and and bumped into the director or something or even one of the lecturers of the courses you did so even in that way you can actually say I did 1 2 and 3 I saw some people were even saying that they were even opening their public portal the university portal to just show these were the courses that we did and if somebody is saying i have a degree and they cannot defend and say 1 2 3 and we still condone them and say they went to school surely i think we are also doing a disservice to ourselves and roslin there's something that also i i i want to actually kick this ball to also to ibc yes. and let it remain there for a few uh, seconds if not minutes eh? yes. is because ibc did a very strange thing they mm-hmm. cleared walter nyambane <laughs> to run for presidency with transcripts with transcripts yes. then jim wanjiki came they refused to clear him then jim wanjiki told them wait a second you guys yes. you cleared nyambane with transcripts yes. so why can't you clear me then they remembered wait a second yes. we did so with nyambane oh kumbe atayo nyambane tumetoa <laughs> i mean that is uh, i mean that number one shows inconsistency yes. in number one is uh, number two it also shows that ipc is actually sleeping on the job in terms of uh, consistency in clearance of candidate and the qualifications needed to clear candidates Uh I'm talking of IBC guys eh yes. uh, as we move on IBC wants to end manual register <laughs> the green book is is gone it, uh, what do you think uh, what's the thinking behind this langat and roslin it's it's such a big departure for the IBC to say that they would face out the physical register because we are in a country where we have seen elections technology fail on elections day we are in a country where we have seen people go to polling day and they can't find their names yet they have either the voter the voter's card or they can prove mm-hmm. that they have voted in that polling station since 1992 since yes. 1988 mm-hmm. so for the IBC to say they are facing out the physical register they really have to say three things number one, mm-hmm. they have to prove to us mm-hmm. that everybody that is a genuine voter is in that digital register yes. Yes. number two, they have to say that everybody that doesn't need to be in that digital register mm-hmm. has been removed mm-hmm. and then number three, they have to say that the elections technology will not fail mm-hmm. and then we have no complementary mechanism to go to because in 2017 2013 when we had the green book mm-hmm. if your name could not be found on the digital register, they had a place to go to and say gushu mm. we can't find your name in the physical register mm. but you're in the manual one and this is you sign you again sign. as something that agents will prove it yes. at this point if you can't find my name what do you do and then what if i don't know are, are they using tablets which are preloaded or rosin what's happening what, what's going to actually happen on that day You know I, I I know that IBC is trying to comply with the, with the, the high court and the supreme court uh, ruling in 2017 but my question is that even in technology sometimes it always fails now that is the reason why we always oh, have made to fail. The manual <laughs> that's why we always have the manual backup now if you look at the election law that they even citing there is a section 44 that is talking about the complementary mechanism Absolutely. now if it's talking about the complementary it doesn't say that now you go digital you must have 
the manual aspect and you remember in 2013 we had issues where people were saying they are not in the register but when they went to the green book they were there in 2017 we had a similar issue so now when we say we want to do away completely with the manual register and decide to have the digital register what is the remedy for those who will not find their names in the digital uh, register what is baffling about what ibc is doing really mm. is that in the same on one hand they say mm. they want to completely face out the complementary mechanism of identifying voters yes and on the other they are saying they are fighting very hard mm. they took laws mm. to parliament to have a complementary mechanism yes to transmit results so yes. they know that there are aspects of kenyan technology that can fail on elections day mm. yet they are completely closing their eyes yes. when it comes to identifying voters which is a very critical part but, of elections but you see also we need to tell our people when we say that we are going to go digital when i walk into a polling station the first identification that they are going to use is my id card or my passport are they not manual documents so <laughs> Actually uh, for me to present <laughs> myself there I'm presenting an ID which yeah, is which not is a digital it's yeah. physical but, but so they start with that so when you tell me that you are scrapping off the register so the register is supposed to be electronic but for me to present myself and say I I am so and so ID number so and so I have to hand in that ID or I have to hand in my passport but but, but then I'm wondering guys eh, for both of you uh, I don't know whether you know this but yeah. what's going to happen if for instance the 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 the, the, the tablet or is it a tablet <laughs> or a computer <laughs> doesn't work am i zigme am so what is going to happen that's that's, that's, up, uh, that's the uh, thing that the IBC, it, uh, uh, that's the thing that the IBC <laughs> has to say because mm. uh, they have said 1111 polling stations have no network yes. so we don't know whether those polling stations would have even access to the digital register if they don't have uh, mm. if they don't have network and then number two, they have not said what happens mm. if the tablet somehow can't we can't access the register maybe we are able to access other things in the tablet yes. but we can't access the digital register mm. and they have not said number 2 uh, in 2017 and 2013 once you are identified electronically mm. uh, through the elections technology mm. we had a book where you then cross, cross voters the, number yes. so that we know you have Rosalyn has voted, has voted. Yes. we have marked their hand Right mm. now, it mm. is impossible to know who has voted and who, and who has not voted. And even in terms of the number that they told us, the one over one uh, one thousand uh, polling stations, IBC is yet to physically visit those polling stations and verify and tell us that these are the polling stations that do not have the three G. So for for now, as it is a figure that we are working with. So if maybe the number is more, then what is the remedy to Kenyans? Okay. Wow, quite, 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 quite many questions <laughs> left unanswered. Uh, very many questions left unanswered. And of course, uh, uh, Ruto was asking some of them. <laughs> I know Ruto was uh, uh, in an exclusive interview with the NTV. Remember uh, the deputy president who is now the UDA presidential candidate raised a number of issues surrounding how prepared uh, the IBC is to conduct a free and fair elections. And I think some of the issues that have raised are this. And remember, the bone of contention was that he was saying that one million people who have been transferred without their knowledge to other places and he claims that these are actually his voters. And the question that baffles me, how did he know 
that these are actually his voters who have been transferred because the same figure correlates with the same figure that uh, the IBC actually confirmed. So I don't know where this puts us because these are some of the elections fevers that always build tension as we head to the elections and especially coming from a deputy president. I, 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 find, I found it interesting that he knew those figures and when he was put on the spot uh, by Joageo, our very own Joageo, he said that uh, most of the uh, people who were transferred came from Central and Rift Valley and he said those were quote-unquote his supporters. Mm. When he was pressed further to clarify when he all Central and Rift Valley are his supporters, mm. he asked Joe that unless Joe lives in another country. It was a very... It was a very... I call it a boxing match interview where punches were thrown, others were missed. Mm -hmm. uh, but what, uh, in addition to that, I think what um, uh, I took from that interview was his saying that uh, even if he gets to power, uh, yes. which I think is easier said than done, if yes. he gets to power, mm -hmm. at his allies, close to almost actually his, most, almost 40 of his allies are facing charges in courts, in courts. or one way or another, including his running mate, yes. that he would let them, uh, uh, he would let the, the will of justice uh, grind on. Yes. I, th I found, I think that is a bit but, difficult. But, but he do. had a radar, he mm. put a radar to it and he said from where he sits now, he looks at the cases preferred against some of his allies mm. as political persecution. But, but is that a contradiction? Uh, it's a contradiction because I remember when Joe asked him how best he will ensure that corruption is fought because that is one of the platforms that uh, most of the uh, candidates are pitching. And he said that he will ensure that first of all they are properly resourced he talked about the judicial fund he ensured that uh, the, the institutions will be given a free hand to do their work and they'll not be weaponized against other people but you see now he's talking because he's on the other side i am sure if he was still in government fully as the second in command the argument will have been very different if it was not the handshake that he blames in his uh, current situation I suppose so. Uh, there is also one more thing that he said that was really baffling, where he had, he says that he knows there will be attempts to interfere with the elections, yes. but they will not succeed. That mm. should worry every Kenyan. Yes. That the sitting deputy president of mm. the Republic of Kenya, who mm. sits in the National Security Council, yes. knows or is aware of attempts to interfere with the elections, yes. but is willing to throw his hands in there and say they will not succeed. succeed. That should worry all of us. Or to tell us what is he, what has he done to ensure they will not succeed then. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because remember, that is equally worrying. Remember his party had written to the intelligence board complaining about uh, such attempts but again if he is the same person that his uh, political faction has complained and he sits in the security adversary council and he's also saying that currently i am not in it like i was in our first term then you question yourself because here this is a confident man who says nothing will happen at the same time him and his allies are crying foul and saying there are attempts to interfere with the elections. So where does he sit in between where he's so confident nothing will happen, but he knows there are attempts to interfere with the elections? I, uh, I also found, uh, sorry, have I cut you short, uh, Rosalind? <laughs> no, proceed, oh, proceed. No, no. Yes, I also yes. found uh, it interesting that uh, the deputy president said that he takes credit for all the things <laughs> that have been done, <laughs> but he does not take any responsibility yes, yes. For, for, what, for, what, uh, for what went wrong. Uh, and of course, he blames the handshake for what went wrong. But I think some of the issues that actually 
or went have gone wrong yes the roots started with jubilees first time look at yes. the crippling debt mm-hmm. i think the single biggest item in our debt uh, currently mm-hmm. is sgr yes and sgr actually was completed in 2017 yes. uh, it was a big campaign issue so it was even done before the handshake so i think he should have taken more responsibility for both uh, the yes. success and, and, the the and the failures but i also liked mm. in that interview just to give uh, g- you have to give it to him he was very articulate on what he wants to do for the country mm. and his bottom up mm. and he really ran round circles uh, with figures uh, <laughs> <laughs> some of which i was hearing for the first time how, how is it to execute <laughs> how is, yes. so and i think it uh, really disadvantaged joe because i think he uh, he introduced some things that uh, <laughs> you couldn't even catch as an interviewer <laughs> yes. i have to give it to joe he really it, tried to uh, yes, the yes. deputy president is always a difficult person oh, to yes. to interview maybe that's why he likes live interviews yes. because you know he will uh, he can around run around circles and not answer you very many times yeah. <laughs> which but makes which makes us wait really uh, <laughs> look forward to the interview he promises after his manifesto because then mm-hmm. we would have something to base the figures he was throwing he around was throwing how around. would you address debt how would you address uh, the tax bracket how would you address all these bottom up issues mm-hmm. it would be very interesting to hear from him now Mm-hmm. when you have an actual document to mm-hmm. work with you know sometimes i always ask myself because when i hear this issue of the debt and the appetite that jubilee had in going for this debt and now the same same faction of jubilee is uh, attacking the other side of jubilee for for where we are as a country now then you ask yourself because from 2013 to 2017 uh, to 2018 we even passed a tax law at a time that we did not even have the issues of taxes so you ask yourself that if these are the same people it's only that they have changed their allegiance how will we also trust them to ensure that when they come in they will actually cushion us and ensure that the economy grows because they had an opportunity to put us in the right path but by then they were swinging in because they were in the trappings of power and everything and they could not question now that the handshake came and destabilized everything now they are seeing it from the perspective of the people so i don't know how they will actually juggle this too to ensure that they remove us from the mud that they actually sunk us from 2013 And as we wind up uh, Rosalyn before I hand it back to you there's something I found very interesting about that interview with the DP yes. where he talked about how to raise VAT. Yes. Uh and he said that VAT I think will double or triple. Yes. Uh in his administration. I I I I found that and maybe as Langati saying I look forward to to seeing his manifesto because yes. how will you double VAT without mm. adding VAT? Yes. And uh, the VAT is 16% and everybody pays vat whether you're buying a pen whether yes. you're buying a matchbox yes. everybody pays vat so if you touch vat mm-hmm. it affects the cost of goods across the board so i don't know whether he will wants to add vat or, he'll, or it's more people who will pay vat who are not paying i look forward to his manifesto and as langat said from there is when we can really question him about the numbers and and as we wind up i think let us just touch on this issue of the azimio campaigns and uh, we've seen the sibling rivalry that is coming up with the affiliate Uh, parties maybe just how do we see because this is not the first time we are seeing this the other day we were talking about Kenya Kwanza where they were also having issues uh, ANC leader was telling the people of western region to vote for ANC and not UDA now we are seeing fights in Okambani where the wiper uh, party members and other party members are also jostling uh, for support from the Azimio uh, presidential candidate maybe what uh, your takes on this i think for uh, my opinion is 
Ruto and Raila have to choose. Yes. Uh, let me start with Raila. <laughs> he has to choose. Does he want to be president or does he want to have a party with mom and peace? <laughs> yes, yes, you have to sacrifice yeah. one. Because, yeah, because I can tell you for free, mm. ODM will take a beating. Yes. ODM will not get the number of MPs yes. it got in 2017 yes. because its support is being cannibalized mm. by WIPA, by in West Kenya, Western Kenya, by DAP, yes. uh, in other places and like Jubilee uh, in Central and Jubilee in Central Nairobi. Yes. Yes. In fact, uh, the the deal with Nairobi with Jubilee Nairobi is that everybody gets the seat they had. Yes. So the ODM will lose some seats, mm -hmm. uh, but I think he should focus on the bigger picture mm -hmm. for both parties, especially even Ruto. Mm -hmm. he he has to choose whether he wants to build a strong uh, UDA or he wants to become president. Because I look at it from this perspective. The fights, I think, are good. Uh, I'll give you an example. Healthy. Are healthy because they will increase turnout. Yes. Because somewhere like Machakos, if you are Nzioka Waita, Nzioka Waita supporter mm. and you are a Wavinian Deti supporter, so Wavinian Deti will mobilize the supporters to show up on the ballot. Yes. Uh, Nzioka Waita will mobilize the supporters to show up at the ballot. When they show up at the ballot, both of their supporters, mm. they will vote for, ba uh, presumably they will vote for, 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 for Baba. So Baba yes. will get a higher turnout. The same case with Ruto in uh, Western. Mm. When somebody, whether somebody is supporting UD, uh, or ANC supporting uh, ANC or Ford, Kenya. or Ford Kenya, they will whip up their members to show up, and yes. it will mean more votes for 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 Ruto. Yes, uh, it is. It is a double-edged sword, and uh, as we saw in that Machakos rally and uh, and in Makweni, really, mm -hmm. what's happening is that all these parties, if you bring together mm -hmm. a house of twenty-six parties, twenty-four parties, yes. you are bound to have these problems because these are political parties and yes. they are looking for power. So, mm -hmm. if they have candidates, they will demand of their presidential candidate to not only support them, mm -hmm. but at the very least, not show support for one side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think as as we wind up, maybe. For for the supporters of Azimio. When somebody tells you it's a six-piece, I think it's not a six-piece. Raela is not a candidate of ODM. Raela is an Azimio candidate. Thank you so much, guys. We leave it on this high note until the next time for the next episode. Thank you. Thank you.